in five days, I get on an airplane in Denver, stop by New Jersey for a couple of hours, and then spend 20 hours flying to Mumbai, India. Today, I got a bunch of shots. I'm going to be away from my family for a week. Why? Why would I do all of this? Because I feel like Jesus himself has placed India partners in my heart, and I'm going to go find out why. I'll get to meet children who were born in the brothels, but now live in a safe house that is run by India partners. Oh, I'll never be the same. I can feel it coming. If you would like to be on the prayer team that's praying for God's strength to cover me during this trip, if you would like to help pay for my trip, India Partners is paying for it. But if you want to help cover the cost, then that means more money into the work, into the ministry. Um, or if you would like to fund a safe house, all of that is for you to find today at lifewithlisawilliams.com. This is life. This is life. This is life with Lisa Williams. Isn't it crazy sometimes how you are the best, the most organized, the I've got it all together person? And then other times, it's like, how do I survive this planet? How am I making it from day to day? I went to the passport immunization place today and spoke with a nurse at length, and she kept asking me questions like, well, have you had your hepatitis A? I'm like, I don't know. Well, uh, did you get your second hep B? I don't think I did because I got too busy, and I moved away from Indiana and went to Denver, and then I never went back and got my second hep B. But can I get my second hep B now? Have you had a tetanus? Probably. (laughs) Do you have any of your records? Yeah, somewhere. I have them somewhere. So give me enough shots so that I'm safe in India, but not enough that it really messes me up. Can I get that concoction? (laughs) Can you mix that brew up for me? (laughs) She was laughing at me and I could tell she had this look on her face like, how does this woman survive on the planet? So I went ahead and got another Hep A, even though I probably had one sometime in my life. And I got a Hep B, which is my second Hep B because I got one when I went to uh, Panama. Got a tetanus, got a typhoid, got some malaria medicine in my purse. I am getting ready to leave the country. And there was a couple of times during the briefing that the nurse was giving me, the so you're going to India briefing that she said some pretty incredible, incredulous things and she would move on. And I'd say, wait, 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 go back. Yeah, go back to that thing you said. If I'm bit by a dog or a cat while in India, there's a high chance of rabies and I should rinse it with water and get help immediately. Okay, got it. Next. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's like, I'm telling you something very important, and now we're going to move on to mosquitoes and uh, just lots of information. And a couple of times I felt afraid. I even got a bit of a cold sweat because when you leave the country, when you leave the safety net of what you know and water you can drink and food you can eat and You just know your neighborhood, you know your life, you know your boundaries, and you go to a totally different place. I mean, I'm so, God bless me, ditzy that I hadn't really looked at India on the map, but they had a giant map at the immunization uh, clinic on the wall, and I just stood there staring at India like, wow, that's 
really far away. That's by China, Lisa. That's on the other side of Africa, Lisa. There it is in all its beauty. And the town that I'm going to on the ocean, beautiful. It said Mumbai and then underneath it, Bombay. And I think that maybe then is the same town. I know nothing. I know nothing about India. I know lots of people live there. I know it is vastly different in many ways, not every way, because over there are human beings like you and me, people who need love and need to understand the truth about spiritual things, just like you and me, people who are loved by God and treasured, just like you and me, but it's going to smell different and sound different and look different and feel different. And I'm going in five days. Oh boy five days. And so there's a group of people who are praying for me. They're kind of going with me as a prayer team. If you want to be a part of that team, come to lifewithlisawilliams.com. So when we lived in Missouri, we were involved at a church and someone who went to that church was Kira. She was a young teenager, beautiful young woman. Her mom made a really big impression on me because of the way her mom loved God and talked about God and the way she prayed and laughed and just really um, loved Kira's mom and still do love Kira's mom. Um, And Kira has grown up and she is a beautiful woman now and a wife and a mother and an editor of a magazine out of Kansas City. She does many things in Kansas City. And one of the things that she's doing is she's created a magazine. It's been out for just a few months. It's called Be Encouraged. It's a Christian living magazine. And so she asked me if I'd be on the cover of the November issue. And I said, yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I always like it when God opens a door because I know my heart is pure. If you give me a platform, I'm going to talk about God. If you give me a stage, I'm going to say, he has set me free. And here's what he's doing in my life today. Because that's just, you know, it's how I'm wired. So it's like, yeah, I'd love to be on the magazine. I would love to, you know, have an article about what God's doing in my life. And so I ordered like 20 copies and they came in today. And so I'm holding it in my hand. And I have been told by many a coach and many a consultant in radio that nobody likes to be read to, but you're just going to have to please bear with me because I want to read to you the article um, because I don't know if you're going to get the magazine and I want to share with you what I shared inside the magazine. And so like, if you want to order a copy of the magazine, it's $5 and there's a link at lifewithlisawilliams.com right below this show which I'll call Be Encouraged. Um, You can click on the link and you can get a copy of the magazine. And I really wish you would. I don't get any money from it at all. But my story is in it. And if you're looking for a way to just tell someone about God, I would be so honored. Like, you don't even know how honored I would be if you, oh my word, if you shared my story with people. See, I was in church Sunday and heard a sermon on relational evangelism. And Scott was preaching and he said, you know how you were before you knew Jesus and you know how you are now? That part in between, that's your story. Tell it to people. Don't keep quiet because we want to be polite and we don't want to shove Jesus down people's throats and we, you know, don't want to be weird and we want to be, you know, normal and we don't want to get up into people's business. We don't tell our stories. But guess what? If we don't, Who represents, right? Maybe it's the people who 
love shoving Jesus down people's throats <laughs> or the people who shout it from the street corners, but it's not a relationship, but you have relationships. I have relationships, right? And so if you have a relationship with someone and you would love for them to hear about Jesus, get this magazine, please, and tell them my story. Say, this is my friend, Lisa, because you and I are friends. This is my friend, Lisa, and her story is inside. I would be so honored. I would be so blessed. I would be so thankful <laughs> if you would do that because I do want to tell my story because I can see what God has done. Here, I'm going to read to you from the magazine. Early one morning when I was 16, I was driving alone on a country road on my way to school. No one knows what happened, but somehow I rolled the car and ended up walking down the road, bleeding from a cut on my head. I have amnesia about the entire event, but apparently a man picked me up. I told him where I lived and he took me home. After several days in the hospital, I was discharged and I asked my sister to take me to see my car. It was totaled. At that moment, I had a deep knowing that I didn't have a relationship with God. Over the next several months, many notable things happened in my life that moved me towards total surrender to Christ. On a Sunday night in April 1985, while sitting in the youth choir at Broadmoor Baptist Church in Shreveport, Louisiana, I listened to Dr. John Sullivan preach on Psalm 8. As he spoke, I had an intimate moment with God. In my heart, I said, Jesus, you are now the Lord of my life. From that moment until right now, I have experienced a very real relationship with our Creator. My conversion was dramatic and very tangible. Since then, I have pursued the one who unendingly pursues me. That's just the first page. I just am so honored that that's in print. <laughs> oh, I'm so honored. Kira, thank you so much. If you're listening, just thank you so much for asking me to tell my story. What a privilege when we can share our stories with our neighbors, who, by the way, when I got the box of magazines, my neighbor was outside and I handed him one. I'm so excited to tell him my story. You know, like this is my story with our neighbors, with our doctor, with the lady who gives us shots for our trip to India. <laughs> I mean, who can we tell our story to? Who can we develop relationships with? Who have we already got relationships with? And all we have to do is just say, this is what God has done. This is what God has done in my life. Keeping it real, not some trick strategy or anything bizarro, just this is who God is and this is what God has done. I'll read a little bit more to you, okay? It, it says um, in the next section, a few weeks after surrendering my life to Jesus, I felt God calling me into full-time ministry. It was like a fire in my belly that pulled me to the front of the church during the pastor's invitation at the end of the service. Not knowing what it meant, I believed I would be a missionary in a foreign land. My heart was so eager to serve and please God. I hoped that he would send me to the poorest, most remote, most difficult place on the planet to serve. <laughs> it's kind of funny because that's what I wanted like 30 years ago. And now here I am going to a place on the planet that's not like here, you know. The article goes on 
to say, as time went on, I began to receive compliments for my singing voice. So I decided to pursue a music degree. I dreamed of being Amy Grant, singing and touring and songwriting. And then in early 1990, I was asked to sing background vocals on a friend's album. When I got a copy of the project and heard myself singing, my heart sank. I knew in that moment that I was not good enough to sing on a record. Instead of seeking God for my calling, I had created the dream of being a contemporary Christian singer. I asked God to forgive me and began a relentless time of prayer, seeking God with all my heart. For almost three weeks, I implored God to tell me, why am I here? Jeremiah 29, 13 says, if you seek him, you will find him if you search for him with all your heart. And that's what I did. Two times in my life, I have heard the audible voice of God. This was the first time as I was on my knees praying fervently that he would tell me why I'm here, saying things to him like, I will run with fire, but you have to tell me which way to run. I will die if you don't tell me why I am here. I heard Christian radio. I stopped praying and said, I can do that. Since then, Christian radio has been the focus of my climb on this planet. It is an amazing art form that I've saturated myself in since 1990. The reach, the people, the intimacy of radio are unparalleled. Radio waves created by God for divine purposes can powerfully penetrate dark places with light, hope, and encouragement. And then in this last section in this magazine, Be Encouraged, the November edition, this last little section is where I get kind of transparent about my current life. Um, in the past 18 months, I have faced great personal trauma that has led me to these questions. Am I truly who I say I am? Do I believe that God is enough? Does he love me even when life is very hard? Suffering is a gift when it takes you to a deeper place with Christ Jesus. Instead of running from the pain or denying the pain, I asked Jesus to sit with me in the pain. That decision has changed me forever. I believe God has called me to climb a mountain of healing. Brene Brown says, you can't give your children what you don't have yourself. And so I climb through therapy and a Christian 12-step program. I am untangling codependency, worthlessness, fear, and pride. I'm just really honored that I got to share my life, my journey, my story in print in this way. Life is real. It's not some plastic place of perfection that you or anyone is trying to attain. And then you're a Christian. If you don't smoke and you don't swear and you don't drink and you don't run with those who do, well, you're in the club. If you receive the gift of Jesus Christ, then your life will be like a Disney flick. It's not that. I heard Lisa Bevere speaking once, and she said, if you open up and are vulnerable with people, it causes their hearts to open up and be vulnerable with God. 
And I took that note. I heard what she said. I have never forgotten that. And so I want to encourage you too to be vulnerable with your story. You don't have to be perfect anymore. You can talk about God and the nitty gritty of who you are and what you've seen and what has happened. And if you need healing, God is there for you close to the brokenhearted. If you have experienced healing and freedom, and even if you're in process like me, tell your story, talk to people about Jesus, tell them who he is. Like that disciple who was telling his brother and his brother's like, I don't believe it. And he said, come and see, come and see what's going on. (laughs) You know, that's kind of what you do. You don't save people. You don't heal people. You don't set anybody free. But come and see what God is doing at my church. Come and see what's happening on this podcast, at this women's conference, in my family, you know, in my small group. Come and see. Come and see what God is doing. And let God be God in their lives. Let them meet Jesus and he will revolutionize everything. He will take everything old and make it new. He sets the captives free. He gives rest for the weary. He is the rest for the weary. He's awesome. He's everything. And so um, your story matters. Thank you for listening to parts of my story today. And if you'd like to get a copy of my story, it's in print. (laughs) You can buy it (laughs) from the link at lifewithlisawilliams.com. Hashtag thanks for listening.